dig this. First 125, Moro here from Grundahl. Kingsley turns that five sideways. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Meta, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fly Racing, Bills Pipes, W Wheels, Motul MX, X-Brand Goggles, Moto Ice Wrap, and Moto Stuff make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Meta Fly Racing as well as Justified Cultures. Uh, and uh, this entire podcast is brought to you by J- Justified Cultures, their new presenting sponsor for uh, Big MX Radio. And we thank very much uh, Dundee as well as Chris Elliott over at uh, Justified Cultures for making that possible. Uh, as I said, I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. Uh, not yet with us on the line is Noah McConaughey, but uh, before we get to uh, Noah's interview, I wanted to speak to you guys a little bit uh, about uh, this this weekend's upcoming race, Bud's Creek. We had a weekend off. Uh, some guys uh, are uh, a little bit disenchanted with their programs right now. Some guys are re- revving things up, trying to make a final push. Uh, some local guys out on the East Coast that you haven't seen very much of this year, you'll see a bunch of that. And uh, as far as uh, my predictions for things going forward, forward. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of um, uh, the same from the 250 class. A bit of uncertainty as far as uh, the consistency and uh, and the moto finishes, but with uh, with Jeremy Martin out now, that's uh, kind of another hit to uh, the, his year so far. Uh, it's, it's, it's not one to remember, but uh, chances are he'll be able to come back next year and, and do something special. Uh, I think Cooper Webb has uh, kind of established himself as someone who is uh, uh, quote-unquote no, not to be fucked with. Um, he's taken charge and and basically, uh, it, when uh, Savachi uh, put it in on him uh, for that one corner at Washougal, uh, came back immediately and said, "Hey, I, I'm not to be screwed with. No one's messing with me out here, uh, out on the on the track. Whether it be uh, uh, one of the, the top, uh, Alex Martin, Joey Savachi, any of those top guys, he's not going to take anything from anybody, and uh, and really put an exclamation point on his 250 career. Um, guys, I look to uh, kind of be bending upwards on the 250 class." For the uh, last few races, I think you're going to see Aaron Plessinger have some good rides. Obviously, Ironman is going to is going to be a great race for him. He does extremely well there. But on top of that, like you also have uh, guys like Adam Cianciarolo, who's uh, been kind of uh, on an upward trend as of late. He's fast. Does he have the fitness to to finish those motos? Maybe not. But I think you can see him leading some laps and and staying up, up near the front a little bit longer than you have seen him uh, the rest of the year. Um, Obviously, uh, the last race, of the last moto uh, before we headed into the break, Austin Forkner uh, taking uh, advantage of some uh, some good things happening uh, elsewhere on the track to, uh, or some bad things happening elsewhere on the track for having like culminate to be a good thing that uh, him cut crossing the finish line in first place ton of confidence for a young man who uh, has been doing a lot of things in the right way. Uh, so uh, look for him to be uh, a top five. 
guy uh, throughout the rest of the, the remaining rounds. Of course, we've got uh, uh, Bud's Creek this weekend, Unadilla, and then we finish it off at Ironman. And uh, fingers crossed right now that I can book a trip and uh, and head down to the final round and watch it all unfold. 450 class is all but sewn up, in my opinion. I think that uh, Ken Roxon is uh, cruising things home, and uh, as... Um, Images of, of of Honda 450s dancing his head as he prepares to uh, to ride the the 2017 uh, C- CRF 450R whenever it uh, decides to uh, find its way to the shores of uh, of North America. Oh, this has been a huge uh, a, a kind of a, a kind of back order or uh, a delay on that machine, and I'm sure that doesn't help for uh, the race team development. But uh, let's be honest, they're Honda. They're going to figure that thing out, and they're going to make it go fast. So um, yeah, really looking forward to. Some, to some good racing. Um, Tomac, I think he wants to make a statement heading into the, the quote-unquote off-season. That's not really much of an off-season anymore. But uh, we'll, we'll see what, what uh, kind of um, plays out. But as far as prediction goes, I think you're going to see um, Bud's Creek is going to be uh, the Cooper Webb show, the uh, the Ken Roxon show, unless, of course, he feels like uh, uh, he doesn't feel like... or able he's able to push to that highest level to to get those moto wins if he's feeling like the that the it's just a little bit too much if, if it's it's not safe it's not easy to go 100 percent uh which is a, a kind of crazy to think of for these guys is that they they have some days where it's easier to go 100 percent and some days that's harder to go 100 percent but uh, either way uh i think if if uh ken feels like he has the moto he'll go and take it if he doesn't have the moto doesn't doesn't uh bat an eye about uh giving up a few seconds to eli tomac taking second places and uh taking the number one plate over to uh the big red machine next year on the Honda and uh, we'll see what plays out after that. But, uh, um, wanted to talk to you. I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit before I call up Noah McConaughey. Cause, uh, it's always a great interview to have him on. Uh, but more often than not, I just roll into the, the interview and, uh, we don't get a whole lot of chat about, uh, what's happening in the world of motocross. So I think we're going to try and do this a little bit more often, uh, take five minutes or 10 minutes before, uh, each podcast and kind of talk to you guys a little bit. And, uh, and it's all thanks to the guys over at Justified Cultures and uh, head on over to justifiedcultures.com and, uh, check out everything they've got. And, uh, in the next couple of days, we're going to have a discount code for you guys, uh, and also some giveaways, uh, throughout the next uh, few months. And, uh, they're going to be on board with us uh, all the way through I believe October of uh, of 2017 or even further than that maybe December of 2017 so uh, really excited about that and uh, we're, we're, we're working with those guys and uh, yeah so on, let, let's get Noah on the on the podcast here I'll call him up with my uh, with my Google Docs uh, or, or my Google uh, analytics that I use to uh, to get hit, to, to, to call him up I call him through Google Chrome for those who are a little bit interested as far as the, uh, how I do the podcast, I call these people up on Google Hangouts. It's a free call up here from Canada, and uh, we are um, are able to call these guys with uh, for pretty limited um, expenditure on our part. Um, uh, a rather pricey Mac. Book Pro microphone uh, pop filter and all that fun stuff, and uh, let's let's get him on the phone call. I'll uh, I'll mark the time to uh, cut the the phone ringing out of the conversation. Uh, but uh, let, let's call up Noah McConaughey here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. Hello, 
Noah McConaughey, welcome hey. to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. We are already on the line uh, and recording. Uh, glad to have you on and uh, take up a little bit of time from your uh, your your not so uh, interesting drive back to California. Oh, dude, thank you. Yeah, this will pass the time. I've just been poured out of my mind. Oh, it'll be good. Absolutely, always a good interview. I believe you are at least a two or even three time repeat offender here on the Big MX Radio <laughs> podcast show and uh, last time we spoke it was actually in person I was able to actually put a face to a name here to uh, uh, you were probably disappointed to see that uh, and I'm not, I don't look as fast as I that, that you thought I was or uh, I'm not nearly as cool <laughs> as, as the podcast kind of like allows me to seem but uh, I did have some encouraging words for you I said career best in a moto coming up and uh, I was one week off but a pretty decent showing in both Millville and then rolling into the hometown race just outside of Spokane. Uh, you, you put the boots to him and uh, mixed it up there with the with the factory boys. Yeah, dude. No, you called it. I mean, it like you said, it was one race late, but uh, no, Millville, I did good. I got, you know, I was able to get a 15th and then I had a couple crashes in the second moto and still scored points, but I went into Washougal with some confidence and, uh, you know, it just it's it's not like a super local race. I live about six hours from it, but so like right next door. Had that hometown vibe, you know. I grew up riding there, and, and I just felt it going into the race. I felt super confident, and uh, you know, all day I was just having fun. That was the only focus I had. Just no pressure, have some fun, and you know, I was able to get my career best out of it. So, you know, I just I wish we would have kept racing after it, though. It kind of sucks. You know, taking a couple week break kind of stopped the momentum a little bit, but I just I'm excited for Unadilla coming up. Not a chance, man. You got to think about it this way: all of those factory guys that uh, that you were you were passing or racing with in Washougal <laughs> have spent the last two weeks wondering, like laying up at, late at night, wondering what the fuck is wrong with them because they just had the 96 like just nightmares about the 96 just like pulling through corners banging and crashing off the rev limiter and uh frankly they're making some stuff happen because in that first moto at millville i don't know i know you did extremely well at washugal but uh, when i'm watching a guy like yourself battling with uh nicoletti late in a moto and uh swapping positions and eventually he he, he, he ended up getting you in the last couple of laps there and and, and a little bit of a distance but for four or five laps there as i was standing in the, the sand whoops every other lap there was a different it was the, the three guys that you were with you were shuffled every time and uh you're you're fighting yeah. through those motos and uh and, and really making something special happen and i think that was kind of a defining moment for your summer yeah you know i i've had a lot of confidence all year uh you know southwick really brought brought me a lot of confidence because i came from last both motos and I was able to get 18th and 15th, uh, and then, you know, like, Millville, that first photo, I was, I was running 13th, and, uh, just ended up, you know, getting kind of caught up, and, uh, I ended up going off the track when I was battling with, you know, his Freddie and, and Nicoletti, so, yeah. I, uh, you know, it, it was a good battle, I wanted to beat, beat those guys, but, uh, you know, it just, it kind of shows me some confidence, you know, and, and uh, I know Nicoletti had uh, crashed that photo, and you know he's he's been doing good this year. But to be able to run run that pace, you know, it does a lot mentally when you you know you're up there, you're battling, you know you can get inside that top ten and stay there. So that's kind of that's been the goal all year is to try to 
inch towards that top end and then, you know, break inside of it. So at Washougal, I would have, I would have got 10th, but I solved it with like three laps left and, uh, Barsha got back by me. So I tried to get it back, but you know, it, it made me a little more hungry for Unadilla because I still, I got to get that ever so elusive, uh, position, but you know, it's, it's been a fun year to, to battle up there. And, you know, I think the thing for me is I know I am one of those guys now and I believe it. And so it doesn't matter, you know, privateer or factory or what, you know, I know I'm going to be up there. So it just, it does a lot mentally when you have those good photos. Absolutely. And I know we've talked about this either in private as well as on the podcast. This is a mental game. This is a mental, uh, total mental thing for you guys. You're, 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 uh, you're, total kooks when it comes to confidence but uh um, for good reason and 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 it's um hanging out out there with the moto like yeah like so so what if uh um nicoletti had crashed in that moto i i i slight i i anyone to compare a slightly bent up JGR bike compared to uh, uh, the 96 <laughs> machine which uh, for, for uh, you've got a, a ton of great sponsors that do allow you to have a great package but like as far as uh, engine modifications and uh, just total uh, how many times that that number 90 or the, the, the 34 machine is cracked open and, ref- and refreshed over yeah. and over and over it, that's, that's a machine that uh, barely ever gets broken in properly um, compared to, to a bike like yourselves that uh you're just on completely different equipment it's a 450 motorcycle but that's about it and um yeah you've, you've been able to do something super special must be have having to see with some you've been listening to those big mx radio podcasts uh while you've been crawling across the nation and that's helping out a big time yeah you know it's it's pretty cool i i think uh you know all year the only time we broke into my bike was uh before washugal and uh i've been you know, that was a practice slash race bike, so it kept getting hours put onto it. And, um, you know, I, I'm not one to really complain about, you know, having, you know, being at a disadvantage or anything. I think the bike I'm on is a good bike. You know, I think the biggest thing for me is to have good suspension and WP, you know, they help me out. They, they get stuff done and I can get it overnight into the race. You know, that's, for me, that's probably the most important thing is to have, you know, like fresh, suspension when you go to a race because those tracks are so gnarly that that that's what helps the lap times that uh it definitely though helped my bike um having jensen handler go through it before washugal you know he put he framed it re-greased the bearings you know put a new top end in it it felt like a brand new bike again so hadn't felt like that in Tangtown, but you know it's just i'm just super thankful for everybody behind me this year it's been such a good year so far and you know we've been able to make a lot of headlines and i think you know a lot of people are asking me you know oh what's what's in the works for next year and i haven't i haven't let myself you know get caught up in that i just been kind of focused on on riding and having fun you know and i think the most important thing right now is to go have a solid last three rounds to be consistent and, you know, not to taper off at the end, but to push harder, you know, and get that top hit, you know, for these last three rounds. So, you know, I'm just kind of focused on being consistent, still just having fun. Got to figure out how to get to the races. And it, it's fun, it's stressful, but, you know, it, it's been a good season. So, 
That's all. It, it absolutely has. And I know that everyone wants to ask you uh, what you're doing next year. Where, where do you stand as far as sponsors and stuff like that? But let's be completely honest. A guy like yourself, um, what when, like all the a good number of the jobs will be will be passed out, and then they'll go through that next uh, that next kind of that address book of uh, of yeah. call to fill those things out. And uh, but I think moving into next year, I like it's uh, it's pretty obvious to, to see that um, you'll be you'll be fielding some phone calls from people that you may not have talked to before, or maybe not have seriously talked to before. And that's an encouraging thing. And, uh, it's just nice to know that uh, if you're able to, uh, to, to finish out these last three, uh, nationals and get that top 10 finish that you can really start to talk to some of these people, uh, with some, some, uh, serious plans and moving forward and, uh, really kind of, I wouldn't say making something out of nothing, but, uh, maximizing, um, uh, the potential and maximizing, uh, like all, all things Noah McConnell because um as far as uh like kind of that that map or that uh the 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 landscape of, of who can really uh, make something special happen in the 450 class uh I don't, I don't think your name was brought up uh one or two years ago uh and, and now it seems like like there's not a single race report that gets put out without uh, you <laughs> popping in there somewhere whether it be uh, yeah. nipping at the heels of the factory guys or, or otherwise yeah you know it's it's been cool to see uh People are saying, where did you come from? You know, I haven't, you know, I, I've been around, I've been racing for three years now. And, you know, each year has, has progressed in its own way, you know, from my buddy Ross and I, just my first year as a pro, it was just us in my van. And uh, we, we rolled with my buddy Todd Bannister. And, like we slept in the van, went to the races, you know, I, I scored, scored some points here and there. And, you know, it wasn't anything special that, you know, each, each year has got better and better. And last year I was able to get my two digit. And, uh, this year just, you know, with the, with the switch to Husqvarna, just the switch with my trainer, Kevin, and just kind of mentally, you know, with, to be able to do a deal with Joel and Michelle, uh, Mishka at GMC Motorsports, it just kind of set the tone mentally going into this year. And I, I was kind of like this, you know, this is my third year as a pro and, I'm either going to make it happen this year or, you know, I'm going to hang up the boots and roll out the lawnmower and work with my brother. And so, you know, it, it kind of motivated me a little bit to fix a lot of the stuff that I was struggling at, but you know, it's, it's been cool because I have been able to meet so many great people in this industry throughout these last three years. And, you know, it's, it's fun to be able to read all those articles, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's still, it's still got to be, I uh, can't get lost in that, you know, it's got to just be keeping the same focus and, uh, you know, just going and riding my dirt bike and, you know, not thinking about it, just having fun. And, uh, you know, it'll, it'll work out. I don't, I don't try to stress and worry about, you know, what's going on in the future. I just kind of take it one day at a time, one week at a time. And, you know, I just, I'm just thankful I get to go race as a professional and, you know, do what I love and, whether it's all out of my own pocket or not, you know, this year I've been able to make money to where I can afford it. So, you know, that's, that's all I care about is being able to go race. So it's, uh, it has been cool though. To, you know, I've had so many people message me on like Facebook and Instagram and telling me, you know, they're huge fans now. And, uh, it's just, you know, it's motivating when I get to see that, to hear that. So it's, uh, this year at Washougal was unreal the amount of people I heard cheering and, you know, came by and hung out. It just, 
it was kind of a surreal feeling for me. So, you know, I'm excited for next year. So hopefully keep the progression going and, you know, be a solid top 10 consistent guy next year. No doubt, man. And uh, everything has been an upward trend for you uh, ever since I uh, basically put down that uh, the 250F and, and went to the 450 uh, for outdoors, including yeah. the fact that uh, uh, this coming week you'll be flying to a race rather than pulling up in the, uh, in the pickup <laughs> truck. Uh, how, how nice is that to, be, to, to feel uh, that you'll, you'll be kind of rolling in and, uh, um, and flying in rather than, uh, than driving? Oh, man, I, I'm looking forward to it because after Millville, uh, my my buddy Chris Powell and I, we drove all night, you know. I mean, I drove till like, 3 in the morning. He drove from then on, and I I was just so tired at Washougal. I ended up getting really sick last week just from, you know, fatigue and lack of sleep. And, uh, you know, I'm rested now, finally. It just – it's so much – less travel time you know it's still a full day but you go from one side of the country to the other and, and then you're there and you don't really have to get mentally drained of like what i'm doing right now just staring at the road it plays tricks on your mind <laughs> you just kind of watch the mile markers go by and get kind of you know just bored and so i'm just i'm just excited you know i had a uh, Duval Engineering helped me out. You know, they put the money in my PayPal and helped me cover the flight. So I was just super appreciative, super appreciative of that. You know, I've had so many people step up uh, since, you know, since this outdoor season started. And, you know, they're helping out with, like, gas money and hotels and, you know, now with flights. So I just, I'm just excited. You know, I get to go race, go get a flight of the race for once. So, It'll be nice. I'll be able to get some rest and, you know, go into Unadilla having some fun. Absolutely. It's all about just being able to go to the race, and uh, when you get there, all you worry about is racing. And uh, you'd mentioned that yeah. uh, uh, when you uh, when you get there, you're, you're going to be able to uh, jump on your race bike for the first time in quite some time. What's that feeling going to be like yeah. uh, after not uh, after not having to ride the practice slash race bike for, uh, for for first time in a while? Oh man. That that bike is is fresh right now, you know. Jensen, uh, he he redid it after Washougal even, and uh, so I've just been riding my practice bike, and you know I I think my practice bike, you know I think these bikes are just really good. They don't seem to wear out very fast, but there's a big difference between uh, both of my bikes right now. And so I I can't wait. You know I get to have some fresh suspension on the race bike. And I always just look forward to sitting on it just starting it letting it rip you know at first practice and i just it just makes it fun you know when you enjoy when you enjoy the bike that you're riding and you're having a good time that's when the results will come you know i think a lot of these guys you know that like those factory guys when, when you see they're not kind of having the results that they're having i think a lot of it's just kind of essentially you know i don't think they're having the fun and they have a lot of added pressure from from everybody else, you know, it's where I just, I just get to go show up, you know, on my own boss, on my own time, and I get to go have fun, and uh, if I don't get the result I want, I'll, I'm just mad at myself, you know, it's not other people, so that's, that's kind of the nice thing about being a privateer, is you don't have all the added, you know, pressures from everyone expecting you to do good, you know, you just have yourself that you to reach the goals, you know, with, with what you want. So, yeah, I'm 
I'm pretty excited, though, to get on that race bike for Unadilla. One thing is for sure, I'm going to be letting it rip. That's awesome, man. Well, we're going to throw it to commercial real quick here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what what makes Noah McConaughey tick uh, to, to really uh, maximize those results on the weekend. But we'll be right back here on the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Bill's Pipes and, of course, Justified Cultures. Hey, everybody. This is Jimmy Button, former factory supercross rider. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to take it to the commercial, and we'll be right back. When it's time to turn heads, Spokeskins has you covered. Whether it's dirt bikes, street bikes, or bicycles, nobody does it better than Spokeskins. Mix and match your spokes, or go with the same color all the way around. Either way, Spokeskins is the way to go to customize the look of your bike. Uniting off-road riders on every end of the budget spectrum, Spokeskins is aimed at giving you the custom look without the custom price tag. If you're looking to set your bike apart from the rest of the herd, turn some heads, and be able to change your bike's look on the fly, head to spokeskins.net. They don't just have spokeskins on their website, they've got more. New products are being added all the time, like the Motul Slacker Digital Sag Scale, and just recently, Galfer Off-Road Series Rear Brake Lines, Oversized Rotor Kit, and Front Brake Lines as well. So do what I did, head to spokeskins.net today, place your order, and get set up to turn some heads out there. Spokeskins, we've got you covered. Deft Family Gloves. Deft means showing cleverness and skill in handling things. What you want to see in football and basketball is some deft handling of the ball. Some people are physically deft, like accomplished athletes, motorsports professionals, and martial arts masters. Their movements are fast, graceful, and deliberate. Others might be mentally or intellectually deft. You could describe a beautifully written essay as deft, or talk about a politician's deft work on an anti-bullying bill. The source of deft is the Old English gedeft, meaning mild or gentle, which became deft in Middle English along with its meaning of apt, skillful, and adept. Deft family represents a united family of athletes, artists, and creative individuals inspired by the underground lifestyle. Founded by a core crew of friends, influenced by music, arts, culture, sport, faith, and fashion. We provide the essentials of the modern-day movement through a vision of free-flowing culture. Formed by motivation and necessity for change through passionate minds while remaining ahead of the mainstream, common, and popular beliefs. Hashtag Deaf Family is not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. We are deft. All Deft Family product and merchandise is shipped directly from Temecula, California and handled with care. So head on over to deftfamily.com, explore the website, and find out all things deft, and become part of the deft family. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? 
I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. In motocross, everyone wants one common thing. To simply enjoy the ride. Sand, clay, loam, or concrete, and everything in between. Riders all want to be able to enjoy their ride. But today is arena cross. Tomorrow's Glen Helen, and Saturday, we're heading to this gnarly sand track. How can we be sure our suspension is always dialed in? For most, employing a full-time practice technician is unrealistic, and even for those who have one, setting suspension is still a chore. Get a measuring tape, scratch a mark on the fender or rear number plate, and attempt some backward math to find 105 millimeters. Does this tape even have millimeters on it? Forget that. Head to motool.co today and set your sag every time you ride with the Slacker Digital Sag Scale. Let's hear from Johnny K. Spear himself on how this thing works. So uh, really basically you would just uh, stick it on your axle with the magnet, stick the clip on your side plate basically where the arc of the axle would hit the side plate and then uh, pull out the retractable cable, hook it to the clip, and turn it on, and then just take the bike off the stand and, and take a measurement. It's that easy. Trust tuning your suspension to Johnny Casebeer and Motul MX. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys who are building wheels for Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, if they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to dubyausa.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, 
or a full full blown rebuild on your forks or or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at two zero four six three three twenty seven twenty two. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today and never settle. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Cade Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. And we're back. Big MX Radio Podcast Show with uh, Noah McConaughey, who uh, is is a guy who uh, drops off of confidence as we all do, but uh, also able to uh, to always have fun uh, on the motorcycle. A guy who. Uh, very seldom do you not see a, uh, a toothy grin uh, coming out from behind that uh, that the face guard of that of those always fresh uh, fox helmets. And uh, honestly, uh, I think I've told you this before, man. You make being a professional motocross racer look like a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, what does that come down to? You? And uh, and honestly, and, uh, before you get too far into it, you got to talk about all that brand new fox stuff that showed up at your door. Any moto kid in the world, I don't care what you like, who you are, if you got a bunch of free shit from from fox racing you are uh you're a kid in a candy store you're putting on every single piece of that uh, and looking at yourself in the mirror yeah i think i think you know this this kind of goes into how how i can always have so much fun but you know i i never got anything for free growing up i didn't i didn't have easy you know i had to i had to earn for earn everything that i got and uh you know i always I always bought Fox gear growing up. My brother was sponsored by them. And so finally, you know, when I was good enough to get sponsored, you know, they throw me some gear here and there. And Dave LaFrance, who's my rep, you know, he, he's just a super cool dude. He'd help me out. And, uh, you know, now as, as I've progressed, they've definitely stepped up with their support. And, like, after, you know, on the Sunday after Washougal, I got to go do the, the 2017 launch day. And uh, just... I even got to wear fresh new boots, helmet, gear on that day. I was just stoked to ride my dirt bike, you know. And I, I think I burned through more gas the Sunday after Washougal that I burned through <laughs> racing the national. That's just because, awesome. like I like I said, I just I just like riding my dirt bike. You know, I I like throwing whips, hitting ruts, letting the throttle open, and uh, yeah, they sent me a care package, you know, for these next four rounds. And, like, I I thought they might have sent us the wrong dude. I thought it was supposed to go to Roxton or something. It was just brand-new gear, boots, helmets, you know, and each set for each photo. And that, that's why I'm able to have so much fun, you know, because I, I didn't get that stuff for free since I was a kid. 
I had to earn it as a pro. So when I get all that stuff, it just makes me grateful and thankful for what I have. Then that makes the riding even more fun, you know, and you're just thankful you get to go ride your dirt bike, you know, you have fun. And, uh, you know, like last year I was working all year and, uh, working all fall for my brother and, you know, not, I love working with my brother just cause we have fun when we do it. But, uh, you know, it makes riding your dirt bike a whole lot more cool when you're going to make money riding your dirt bike rather than actually working. So, you know, I just, I'm just thankful for, for, uh, the stuff that I have. And I think that's why I'm able to have fun with it. And, uh, I don't know if it's just my family or not, but we all seem to be, you know, good jokesters and we all just like to have fun. And so that's kind of, I think it's just my personality, you know, to go work hard, have fun and, you know, be thankful. Absolutely, man. Like, uh, personify what it means to be a, a professional who's really enjoying himself. And uh, I hope that that is something that, that sticks with you as you uh, are presented with uh, with opportunities as you go forward. I think that it will. And he's a guy that uh, I don't want to uh, blow you too much, but uh, just I, I like Noah McConaughey. And uh, he's just like running into you in the back of uh, the Honda rig uh, at the early in the morning. And it was like 8 yeah. o'clock in the morning. And you're just smiling ear to ear. And you're like, dirt bikes and motocross and like. <laughs> sweet gear and like that's that's i think that what people love most about you is that uh you you carry yourself the way we would as as uh mere mortals is if we got those opportunities we'd just be like just holding the stuff in our hands be like this is so freaking sweet and (laughs) yeah like yeah, but, you know what I mean? Because like so many guys that are the the the, the big big guys, like they get like another set of sweet gear, and they're like, okay, cool, yeah, like this is what I do. And you're like, yeah, no, nobody else Dude. gets to have that. Like, there's people who work an entire week at their shitty job flipping burgers so that they can even <laughs> they, so they can buy the the gear a level below that. Yeah, dude. I think uh, I think the reason I was even so pumped uh, Saturday morning was that uh, Fox actually brought me a brand new set of gear to wear for that race. So I was, I was already, you know, just super stoked before riders meeting. And then of course I thought I was going to win the hard charger at, uh, at Millville, but I knew it was going to go down between me and Freddie, but he had a crash the last lap. And so I didn't know if since I was able to beat him on the last lap, like I didn't know if that mattered, but, I guess it's just how many guys he passed. So he just passed a couple more guys than I did. So I I was a little let down by not getting the award, but Freddie's a cool dude, so I was happy to see him get it. But then, yeah, I, was, I got new gear. You know, I was goofing for new, for Bill Bill, so I was just pumped to go race. Then, you know, I was I was in a jog back to pit, get my new gear on, and I ran into you. You know, it's kind of one of those situations where, like, oh, what's up, dude? You know, yeah. finally we get to meet. <laughs> you that know? was so funny. I recognized you immediately because you look just like your cousin, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, it's it's that smile and it's just that uh, that that feeling good in the morning. And uh, it was it was nice to finally meet you. And uh, I'm gonna probably be at Iron Man as well. So we'll get to maybe we'll get one of the, another one of those uh, uh, moment of spontaneity to, uh, to, to, <laughs> to 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 greet. And then yeah, right before your first, I was your first moto. I was like career best right here, and yeah. uh, you were stoked yeah. on it. And that like 
battling with Freddie and uh, and Nicoletti. The, those guys are no slouches. Those guys are on uh, on great equipment. I believe uh, Freddie's been getting some extra help from from Honda here and there for some stuff. And uh, you're you're, uh, you're the you're the '96 <laughs> running out of a dealer, man. That's uh, um, there's 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 no getting around that. But uh, they are great motorcycles. And uh, as a KTM pilot uh, myself, uh, I know full well those are those are great bikes. Yeah, you know, I I was pretty uh, blown away as far as, uh, you know, last year I was having to keep my bikes fresh all the time. And uh, this year it just, like, I, I did one top end in my practice bike after I hit 70 hours. And uh, we tore it apart. It's like 70 hours for me is not a normal 70 hours. Like, it, yeah. it should be about, you know, 120 of a regular guy. But for me, it's hard hours. And the piston actually barely even had any wear on it. I could have threw it in there for, you know, 20 more hours. So uh, that's when I kind of realized, like, you know, these bikes are made to last. They're a good bike. So, you know, it's been a very affordable year for me as as a pro. I've been able to, you know, have a practice bike last all year long. Um, You know, of course, when I flew East Coast, I had a ride on my race bike, and normally – you know, with your race bike, you got to run race gas and everything. With mine, I just I could just throw a pump in it, and uh, it didn't wear out. It stayed fresh, so you know it it uh, it felt super fresh at Washougal, but you know it it didn't lose power or anything like that. It just I think it just kind of speaks for how well built of bikes they are. And, you know, I'm glad I'm just fortunate enough to uh, you know have met Joel and Michelle at JMC and you know been able to get the bike. And uh, it's just been a good year so far on that thing. And when you're not stressed financially, it's also a little bit easier to go ride, you know, on the weekend. You're not trying to make, you know, 100 bucks to pay for the next car that you got to order, you know. So it, uh, it's just been fun. But, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like a, you know, a super fan of the brand now, too. So That's awesome, man. You're stoked on it. I like that, man. So, uh Logging as many hours in the captain's chair as you have this summer, and uh, thankfully you'll be able to fly away for this one. But uh, what kind of music does Noah McConaughey listen to on the road? Because uh, I know you, you probably long since uh, ran out of podcasts of mine to listen to. Mainly, uh, it's like the uh, you can only listen to ones of yourself so often. But uh, what do you listen to on the road? And uh, who who has the most contrasted uh, taste in music of anyone that you've traveled with? Whether it be John Short. Or no, I'm John, John Short. Yeah, John Short. Uh, uh, Alex Ray or or, uh, or, or Chris uh, Chris Howell. Um, who, or who who's who's the the worst to talk like? Who's the the worst to road trip with? I I would say the farthest uh, or the widest music range out of anyone I've ever met is definitely A Ray. Uh, last year when I traveled with him, all we listened to was rap. Nice. And, <laughs> my my mechanic Derek started working for him. Derek is just hardcore death metal music, and then Alex just decided to adopt death metal music, and uh, so he'll be listening to rap. Then the next song is "Blow Your Head Off" death metal music. So the next song is like this, you know, slow uh, Jay Z rap song. Then it goes back to Devil Driver death metal music. I'm just like, dude, that's that's too much. We gotta we gotta watch like a movie or something. This this isn't good. But uh, 
Yeah, when, when I'm not when I'm not using my data watching like Talladega Nights or Semi Pro or you know some funny Will Ferrell movie, I I usually listen to like The Neighborhood or Twenty One Pilots, a little bit of Logic, you know, like not not hardcore, but just kind of some chill drive music, you know. But there's a point when you get driving when you hit enough hours that just no music to just staring at the road is actually what passes the time because you just kind of stare. It seems like the time passes forward a little bit, so uh, kind of go through a little bit of phases when you drive. But um, honestly, I don't know if I've ever met someone that I really wouldn't drive with. Uh, my trainer, Kevin, definitely is the most exciting to drive with, though, because he gets in road rage about every five minutes, tries to bite people on the road. So you you like get a heart rate up and down, you know, the whole time you're driving with him. So he makes it exciting, but yeah, that's, that's kind of just life on the road for me. But A-Ray, if you travel with A-Ray, just be prepared to listen to very different types of music. There you go. Like, uh, I don't know, like what brings me back to that, uh, the, the road rage. I went down to, uh, when I was driving down to Millville with a friend of mine, like we're from Canada. Our road systems are not usually as complex, especially not in Winnipeg as, uh, as like say Minneapolis or something like that. So we're driving in there and my buddy gets like so rattled over the smallest thing. Like we'll be like, we're like, this is our route and we have to take it. And we're like, we'd miss our exit. He's like, fuck, we fucking missed it. The race, like the whole thing is like, dude, it, it's the next exit and then maybe one more over. We're, we're fine. Like it's, it's like someone would be going like 80 rather than 90 or something. Or they'd be going 70 rather than 80. And he's like, who, who, who does this guy think he is? What's this guy doing? I'm like, I, I don't know. I just, we're, we're still going to get there though. That's what I know is what we're going to get there. And, uh, you got to keep it light on the road, especially when you're traveling and doing as many miles as you guys. Uh, who's the best storyteller, uh, of, uh, uh on the road, uh, as, as far as, uh, like a motocross guy or is, uh, like, I, I, I feel it's probably on the more Alex Rayan than, uh, Chris Howell. Chris, oh, yeah. Chris is a little bit quieter. Yeah. I, I would have to say, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty close between Alex Ray and uh, John Garrett isn't a rider, but uh, he, John, everybody knows John Garrett, like in the sport somehow uh, he, he wasn't a rider, but he just, he's just known by everybody. But uh, yeah, I would, I would have to say it's, it's a toss up between a Ray and John Garrett for the storytelling because they could, they can make just a simple story turn into the most exciting, you know, uh, heart racing. Just they just describe anything and everything about it. Just make it funny. So A Ray loves talking about the battles he has <laughs> in the photos, and uh, you know he says they're just tooth and tail, you know, to the last lap. So he's he's a little bit like a like a Will Ferrell in the in the storytelling sense. Oh, for sure. A-Ray's like, uh, and we were doing this, and then there was this, and then there was this huge thing that happened, and that's how we oh, got yeah. lunch. Oh, <laughs> man, when he when he crashed, you you missed it. You should have went to Red Butt. He crashed yeah. on the site lap at Red Butt. That's awesome. Oh. See, the best part is he didn't even have to tell the story about every other 39 other guys out there told the story for him. About he went out, he was one of the first guys to go out, on the side lap and he just piled it up in front of everybody 
track was all muddy. He got all butted up. <laughs> it was it was pretty good. But yeah, you'll if you ever get him on the show, you better ask him about that. How to tell a story about it because uh, it was it was pretty good. Absolutely no, I, I I gotta get him on the show because he's he's been missing for a couple of rounds and uh, and professional motocross races without Alex Ray is a is a sad and lonely world uh, for for those who uh, like to uh, uh, watch the guys who who spice it up like a guy like uh, yourself and Alex Ray and uh, I hope that uh, you guys continue to uh, uh, find each other on the track because uh, always good battles. Uh, I feel like uh, as far as speed goes or maybe raw speed, uh, you might have uh, you might have that guy uh, pegged a little bit. Yeah, you know, I mean, outdoors is definitely my thing. I mean, he he'll he'll tell anybody put a put a stadium over it. He'll try to he'll race better. So, you know, I I've been getting a lot better at Supercross. But yeah, outdoors is just you know just raw speed. I just I like it. I like to let the throttle open. And, you know, when you're feeling comfortable on your bike, you're just willing to kind of go into corners faster and you know just kind of get loose on the bike. So. Uh, my trainer and I, we worked, we worked a lot on sprints, you know, because I've always struggled with time qualifying, but uh, this year, you know, we've gotten a lot better at it. So, you know, the better you qualify, better gate pick you have, better start you get, you know, the easier photos you have. So just kind of worked on that with the, with my raw speed. So, yeah, this year it's been going going good with that. So I, I'd say I got the edge on A-Ray Outdoors, but, uh, you know, he's, he's really good at Supercross, so... I got to step my game up, come indoors. Absolutely. Well, uh, I, I think that um, what would really uh, like you, you've got to you've got to practice with some of those guys uh, going to the Supercross. Maybe study them a little bit and see see what where they're picking it up. Because uh, if you can figure out this Supercross thing, man, uh, I'm, I'm I'm talking some serious, uh, really really good results yeah. coming down the pipe. And uh, I honestly wouldn't even like if you're going to go back to 250 Supercross. I'm thinking 250 Supercross on the on the East Coast, but ride the 250 in the 450 class on the west do all of the rounds and uh and 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 use that the west coast to fund the east coast on the four on the uh but on a 250 the whole time yeah you know i i actually just do that it's really i was really starting uh towards the end of this super cross season you know i i got a 13th at santa clara you know i was i was really starting to get my confidence and my speed was was getting up so Going into Supercross next year, you know, I I would like to do uh, my my plan was to try to do a deal for 250 West, 450 East, and so uh, you know whatever. Honestly, though, whatever deal I I get for Supercross next year, you know, I'll I'll take into consideration. But you know that's that's kind of what I want to do because I do uh, I like the 250 West series. You know, it's it's closer. You know, 250s are expensive to keep up during Supercross, so it's a little bit easier cost-wise. And then, uh, you know, just I was kind of planning on trying to find someone to haul my bike for the East Coast, just, you know, going, doing those East Coast races on a 450. And, um, you know, I, I think for next year I'll definitely be a top 10 consistent guy every single weekend. And so that's kind of I, – I feel I can do really good next year, uh, 250 West, so – you know, I kind of, that's just what I've been feeling. And I'm going to get an early start on Supercross this year and get down to California and start training earlier. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited though. I think, uh, I think my speed in Supercross could actually be better than what I am at outdoors. 
Um, I just kind of have, you know, I, I like Supercross, so it just takes a little bit to learn it. But we're we're getting the hang of it. My trainer Kevin, we're amped up for next year. You know, we got a lot to work on, so we'll we'll get her dialed. That's solid, man. Well, uh, always a pleasure to have you on the podcast, man. Um, before I let you go, uh, what can fans uh, look forward to seeing from you as, uh, as uh, in, the, in the near future? And uh, I know you've got a, a ton of great sponsors to thank, and uh, we'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll give you an opportunity to thank those guys right now. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, in the near future, I'm, I'm just going to go have fun, try to get the best results I can in these next three rounds, and uh, thankfully I get to go race them because of, you know, my, my sponsors that are behind me. Uh, you know, first, first off, Key Automotive for, uh, you know, stepping up this outdoor season. Uh, Joel and Michelle at JMC Motorsport, uh, K1 Speed, like I already said, Fox, Fox Racing. Um, Duval Engineering has stepped up big time. WP USA, W Wheels, Fusion Graphics has been huge this year. My trainer, Kevin. Um, I got uh, a lot of people back home, like uh, the Airway Motocross track. Um, Owens Corning, um, Josh, Annie James helping out with my, uh, entry fees this year. You know, I, I have so many people, I kind of forget a lot of people, but they, they know who they are, uh, who helped me out. And, um, you know, they just, they've been there. They've stuck behind me this year. It's cool to see it all paying off because, you know, through all the, all the press media stuff, it's able to bring back and show them, you know, exposure and, it's just a good opportunity for for me to keep thanking them. So, you know, I just uh, yeah, I'm gonna go have fun these next three rounds. So, thank you. Right on, man. Well, always well spoken and a great interview. Thanks so much for the time. Uh, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there, man. All right. For listening to the Big MX podcast, brought to you by X Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at bigmxradio.com for more content. Turning lane 
someone stalled the game He's talking to himself And hears the price of gas repeat his phrase I hate Winnipeg And up above us all Leaning into sky A golden business boy Will watch the north end die And sing I love this town Then let his arcing wrecking ball proclaim 